0: I go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on june the twenty-fourth, twenty ten. And as always, I start off by suggesting that the newcomers come to the show, look into cutting through the matrix You'll find hundreds and hundreds of talks have given over the past I think there's over six hundred talks on there so far. And you can download them for free. And it'll take a long time to go through, but you'll certainly learn a lot in the, at the same time. But how the world really operates as opposed to how you're trained to see it. And you're trained uh, and augmented daily by your media, your news, to keep the fake reality going. Otherwise, big con men couldn't pull off world stunts on the scale that they do. It's as simple as that. So uh, go in there and bookmark all the sites you'll see I have up there because there's problems once in a while with the com, And at least you'll have the uh, other sites to pull down the shows, the latest shows. They all have, uh, all these sites have audios, same audios. They all have transcripts in English. If you want transcripts in other languages of a lot of the talks I've given, go into alanwottsentinel.eu. You'll see that listed on the comm site as well. And help yourself to download and print up. While you're there, too, go into the books I have for sale, the CDs, the DVDs, and please buy them because that keeps me going. And I don't write in the usual fashion of dates and times and famous people. I show you techniques of conology, as it's called. It's the art of conning the public through generations, through thousands of years, in fact, and various tricks of the trade that are used on the general public. And while you read them, it helps to deprogram you to start the process. Your mind starts to think for itself and you'll see things in your daily life that you never saw before in a completely different light. So go in there and buy the the cutting-through books that I've got for sale and the discs. Some of these discs, remember, have 50 shows on them, well worth buying for future, because who knows when the site gets pulled with the new laws and regulations to do with the Internet and the policing, etc. You all know the story. And now from the U.S. to Canada, if you want to purchase, use a personal cheque. You can also use an international postal money order from the post office from the U.S. to Canada. Use PayPal for donations and send a donation through PayPal. If you want to purchase, send me a separate email with your name, address, and order, and I'll get it out to you along with the PayPal donation. Same across the rest of the world. Remember, Western Union can also be used, MoneyGram, and some people just send cash. Now the ads you hear on this show are paid by advertisers directly to RBN. I've got nothing to do with that. And that pays for this airtime. That pays for the staff and equipment and their bills at RBN and the broadcast. So it's up to you to keep me going, and if you like what I'm saying, it's a different way of seeing the world. I try to stay on a similar topic each night rather than give you the scattergun approach, which really leaves you more confused and actually helps the other side more than anything else when when you're trembling with fear, uh, getting attacked from a hundred different areas at once. I try to get on the same track, uh, a different topic each night. And kind of bring in articles that are all kind of connected together to show you the tricks that are used upon you to control you. And it's very important that you keep your heads through all of this because as things go down and even in the general media, you'll start to really start to lose it with the hyperinflation coming, value added taxes and more housing losses. Rent will go out of sight already is incredible, of course. And your food that's already doubled is going to go much, much, much higher. They're bringing you down to the European standard and then down below even that. That's what's intended. And that's why you have the crashes and everything else. We're going through a new world order, a planned society, a planned new world order, a post-consumerist society in a post-industrial era. That's what it's all about and the reduction of population that goes with it. Now, the music's coming in, and I'll speak more about this after these messages. Hi, folks. I am Alan Watt, and we're cutting through the Matrix. I've suggested different books over the years that people should read to get an idea of what's happening today because a lot of the big boys themselves who helped plan uh, this particular era uh, who worked with think tanks and implementation groups as well they didn't just sit and dream things up in the tanks they have to go out and bring it into reality make it be or make it so as they love to say and that becomes your reality whatever it happens to be on a grand scale a grand scale Now, most people out there really think they're so insignificant, especially the city dweller. That's part of living in the city. It leads to a psychology of being uh, diminished. You're you're a minute little being in a cold environment, in a dog-eat-dog system, all based on money. And if you don't have rent, you're out in the street, and that's just tough luck on you. You join a whole bunch of other people who are out in the street. That's what the city does to you. You feel so... Insignificant, you're not in charge of your own destiny or even survival, which serves the masters very well. That's why a long time ago they said they would put the people into the cities. And in Britain they did that mainly through um, the Corn Law Acts put out by Lord Rothschild. He was no sooner made a lord and he was in Parliament than he brought in the Corn Laws and that allowed them to dump foreign grain on the markets of Britain and even meats and so on. And that put the farmers out of business, just in time to get them all to move into these red brick, uh, uh, terrible slum dwelling systems of raw housing in the cities. These new cities they built up for manufacturing, and literally it was worked out and advanced that way with the merchants of London. That's how it's done. You can literally alter a whole whole countries if you have the power and the money, and the money. Everything beneath the money is ruled by the money. So it doesn't matter about parliaments, governments, whatever. Money is the king, you see. Quite easy to do. Well, Russell, Bertrand Russell, and many others worked in top think tanks. They interlaced with other circles, as I like to call them. Uh, He worked for the Macy Group. He worked for uh, various groups were to do with world governments. He wanted depopulation. He also believed in hereditary superiority. He was a third Earl uh, Russell. Uh, later, Lord Russell. So they'd worked for generations, along with British government in the in the real high departments of government and Foreign Office, trading and so on. And he wrote about what was coming in various books. The Scientific Society was a very good one, and uh, the impact of science on society. A whole whole range of books where he did see an awful lot of truth because. Uh, To to alter the world, you have to understand how humans behave en masse and individually. And therefore, you've got to understand and publish a lot of truth at the same time. And mainly, he was was publishing this stuff for his own peer group. Most folk don't read the books put out by these these kind of characters. They're too boring. They're not novels. But there's a write-up here from Wise Up Journal going back to the 10th of September 2009 about Russell. And I'll, I'll touch on that and add to it tonight as well, because it's very important to what's happening today. And he says here, the elitist Bertrand Russell third Earl Russell, from 1872 to 1970. And he was active, by the way, right up until his death. He worked for MI5 during and after World War II. He also worked with the anti-war um, activists that were knocking down the, that the real radical group that knocked down fences at airports where military bases were in Britain. So he ran both sides for the bosses, because they do run both sides. And in one of the biographies, he actually, it's actually photographs of him uh, heading what they called the Committee of 100. These were the radical groups that knocked down the fences and stormed the airports. They've got a Nobel Prize, like all these crooks do, and... Um, He worked on education of young children. What he actually did, he was given permission to experiment with young children in special schools uh, in all kinds of areas, including the sexual areas. And the idea was to uh, see if they could overstimulate them sexually before they were in puberty with the idea of breaking down permanent bonding with any particular partner down the road because depopulation was one uh, major theme throughout Russell and the groups that he worked with throughout their whole um, system of, of coming government. He also worked with the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization, UNESCO, along with Julian Huxley, the brother of Aldo Huxley. And they both worked on, on the same topics, the same formats. And again, excessive uh, sexual, um, uh, hyper play. Uh, see, any drive can be neuroticized and imprinted in the, the neuroticized fashion if it's started early enough. That goes for food, sex, everything. You see, that's why they really hit the children now with MTV and they really are, have their age groups out there for from, you know, six, 7, 8, then the 8 to 12-year-olds and so on. They've down to fine art so that everyone emulates what they see. It says here, he's a highly respected man by the excessively rich dominant minority. He held views about the middle and lower classes that some might describe as inhumane and others as psychopathic. There's no doubt he was a psychopath, but his class tended to be inbred too, very inbred. His obsession studying human behavior to better utilize human resources did lead him to publishing insightful, if not troublesome realities of human psychology and as I say, they do give you a lot of truth about people and you 've got to understand this how this is how the rulers see the people as he writes this it says um, the domesticated and dependent city citizen see once you're in a city you are dependent on the system and the job and employment and uh, again rental accommodation usually you, you, it's artificial you can't even grow your own food to survive generally in a city it says the integration this is this is into from industry The industry integration brought about by scientific technique And technique is more than just putting nuts and bolts together Scientific technique is about control And all the methods of controlling the humans It is much greater than in agriculture And more intimate So once you're into the city system It's easier to control you because it changes you And here's how it changes you One of the most obvious results of industrialism Is that a much larger percentage of the population live in town than was formerly the case. The town dwellers are more social beings. See, to get on together without killing each other when you're all squeezed together like that in a neuroticized fashion of hype and fear and, and envy and all the rest of it. And the fear comes from, again, uh, sickness, losing your job, all that kind of stuff. So you're more social uh, than the agriculturalists. The agriculturalists, you see, who live on the land have always fought the elite down through history. You get attached to the land. You are self-sufficient, and that breeds a form of independence, and, and um, it, it it makes you stronger mentally, in a sense. You can take on the world if it comes against you, and they often did in agricultural lands. Some parts of the world they still do. When Rome went down, it wasn't just, for instance, the fact that... Um, Alarus and different uh, groups were attacking them, the Goths, and the Visigost and all that kind of stuff were attacking Rome. Uh, they also had the uprisings from the agrarian population that they had to feed all of them and were getting taxed out of their, uh, out of their homes. And also the, 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 senators in those days were taking over the lands through legalities. You know, again, the lawyer's tricks off the, the big farmers and grabbing the lands to add to their own estates. People who live on the land put up a good fight, you know. It says that's why they've got to get them off the land for Agenda 21 at the United Nations. It says here, the town dweller is a more social being than the agriculturist and is much more influenced, you see, you're influenced in the social group by discussion. In general, he works in a crowd and his amusements are apt to take him into still larger crowds. And that's a prime uh, tenant of uh, going living in a city. Those who manage the city make sure there's lots of entertainment of all kinds. Knowing that you'll become bizarre, there'll be bizarre and and perverted people amongst you. They lay it all on for you. That's standard in cities. Uh, Literally, it's standard. And they're licensed, these places, you know, to cater for everyone. It says, the course of nature, the alternations of night and day, summer and winter, wet or shine, make little difference to him. And that's true in the cities. It really does. Uh, They're traveling by tube or bus or car to their work, generally tube and bus doesn't matter what it's like outside. That's why they can spray the skies above them and they don't see a thing. They never look up. doesn't matter to them. They're living in a, an artificial environment from their home. The central heat seeds are cooled uh, through the subway or the bus into their job, which is, again, central heated or air-conditioned. The course of nature, the alternations of day and night, summer and winter, weather or shine make little difference to them, is no occasion to fear that he will be ruined by frost or drought or by sudden rain. What matters to him is his human environment and its place in various organizations especially. And it's true, people within cities tend to join groups of all kinds. And they're all laid on for you too, even the ones that oppose each other. You don't know that, but they are. (laughs) Take a man who works in a factory and consider how many organizations affect his life. There is first of all the factory itself and any larger organization of which it may be part. Then there is the man who is the trade union and his political party. He probably gets a house room from a building society um, or public authority. His children go to school. So it's a school authority. If he reads a newspaper or goes to a cinema or looks at a football match, these things are provided by powerful organizations. Remember, the New World Order is basically public-private, and most of the organizing and uh, real authority agencies are actually private. Indirectly uh, through his employers, he is dependent upon those from whom they buy the raw material and those to whom they sell their finished product. Above all, there is the state which taxes him and may at any moment order him to go and get killed in a war in return for which it protects him against murder and theft. That's within his own uh, cramped society. So long as there is peace and allows him to buy a fixed modicum of food. This is, um, I think, the subject which was most important to, politically, uh, to him politically. Is mass psychology to, to us really is mass psychology? This study is immensely useful to practical men, whether they wish to become rich or to acquire the government. He's talking behavioral psychology. Back after these messages. I am Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the matrix, going into the mindset of one of the big uh, helpers to this world plan, someone who worked his entire life towards it, right down to helping devise, along with the Macy Group and others, uh, the computer language. And because they knew back then uh, they were going to bring in computers and uh, they also knew that we are a form... Our minds work like a computer in a sense. They found this when they were building the computers and the language and to, for the computers and the logic for the system of computers. They found literally the, that a good programmer could determine uh, the outcome of a question fed to the computer. If you understand, understanding its logic and its language, it had to come to a precise answer, and the guy could generally figure out what it would have to come to. We think the same way. We go by what's fed into us, and we we go through the language, we have a certain logic, and and we're led to the conclusion. Our master's guide us the same way, and so they use language very efficiently in the proper sequences so that we will come to the foregone conclusions they expect us to come to. Getting back to this article here on Russell, it says, um, from the impact of science on society, on page 40, it says, the subject which is most of importance politically is mass psychology. It's used through all... Um, agencies now of government, right down to your police spokesman, your, your PR spokespeople for the police department and for your local council, the PR department as public relations, which is the term that was that they used instead of propaganda. And I've been through the lectures by Bernays, for instance, that gave us a consumer society. He was a master of the, the, the mass psychology and the individual psychology, and he was the nephew, of course, of, of Freud. Uh, it's interesting today to see that the, the, the descendant of both these people um, is a, another Freud in London who is the son-in-law of Rupert Murdoch, and he helps run the British government using the same stuff. It's amazing that, that how they have these lineages like Rothschilds that just do banking and the Bernays and, and the Freuds that just do uh, mass psychology and behaviorism for the masses. It's, it's astonishing, isn't it? I mean, why not give birth to a child that says, I want to be something different, Dad. I want to go off and do something else. Now, these guys literally are so inbred, you can pretty well guarantee that three or four generations down the road, they'll still be doing uh, the same thing as a great-granddad. But anyway, which is exactly what Plato said about the breeding programs for the guardian class. Uh, getting back to this article, it says, This study is immensely useful to practical men, whether they wish to become rich or acquire the government, or acquire the government, right? It is, of course, as a science founded upon individual psychology, But hitherto has been employed rule of thumb methods Which were based upon a kind of intuitive common sense Its importance has been enormously increased By the growth of modern methods of propaganda Of these the most influential is what is called education Did you think that education was propaganda? Of course you didn't, but that's what it is Authorized by the state and UNESCO the, The group that he worked for at United Nations So He goes on to say here on page 187, um, the, the scientific outlook, from the technique of advertising it seems to follow that in the great majority of mankind any proposition will win acceptance. Any proposition will win acceptance. If it is reiterated in such a way as to remain in the memory, that's all it has to do. Most of the things that we believe, we believe because we've heard them affirmed by others, you see. We do not remember where or why they were affirmed and we are therefore unable to be critical even when the affirmation was made by a man whose income would be increased by its acceptance, advertisers, and was not backed by any evidence whatsoever. Advertisements tend, therefore, as the technique becomes perfected, to be less and less argumentative and more and more merely striking. So long as an impression is made, the desired result is achieved, just embedded in the mind, in other words, in repetition. Because we don't think through things. We, we, we learn by osmosis. Things just come into us and we see authoritarian figures and we believe them. It says, for scientific purposes, I suggest the following experiment. It, it talks about two soaps and so on being manufactured and it shows you which one will succeed by simple repetition and so on and so on. Right? It says, on, on the whole, the Soviet government and the communist uh, religion are those which hitherto have best understood the use of advertisement. They are, it's true, somewhat hampered by the fact that most Russians cannot read. That was back then. This obstacle, however, they are doing their best to remove. And this is modern inventions and modern technique have had a powerful influence in promoting uniformity of opinion. And that's very important, uniformity of opinion. And making men less individual than they used to be. Now you think back to all the terms and stuff that you're used to over the last few years, the greening, greening, green, 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 and so on, and uh, environmentalism, and um, uh, you've got now you've got climate change. Before it was global warming. Now you've got climate change. That's all it is, climate change. We don't think through them. We see authoritarian figures, and we tend to believe them without having any, any real evidence proved to us at all whatsoever. He says here, a newspaper with a large circulation can hire the most expensive legal talent to defend it against libel suits and can often conceal from all but serious students its misstatements of facts. In a suburban train in the morning, for instance, one man may be reading the Daily Mail, another the Daily Express. But if by some miracle he should fall into conversation, they would not find much divergence in the opinions they'd imbibed. You imbibe opinions, don't think through them rationally or in the facts of which they have been informed. Thus, for reasons which are ultimately technical and scientific, the newspapers have become an influence, tending to uniformity. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and we're cutting through the matrix. It's amazing, we're getting cut off more often, the line just drops. And uh, there's human intervention going on here, I'm sure. But uh, that's the tricks that get played on you if, they, if you're not authorized to be out there. Every, everything goes wrong. Satellite uploads, Every, believe you me, they come against you in many ways, including Yahoo telling me to put a choke on my uploads to try and dissuade me from using the disk space that I'm paying for. No kidding. And the ad's up on my site, just to show you that, from Yahoo telling you that. Getting back to this article here, uh, Russell gives you, as I say, an, an example of the Daily Mail, read by one guy, the, the Daily Express by another. He says, but, but some miracle they should fall into conversation, they would not find much divergence in the opinions they'd imbibed or in the facts of which they had been informed. Thus for reasons which are ultimately technical and scientific, the newspapers have become an influence. They're an influence tending to uniformity, you saw of opinion, and increasing the rarity of unusual opinions. That's personal opinions. Page one hundred ninety of the Scientific Outlook nineteen thirty one. Education has two very different purposes On the one hand it aims at developing the individual And giving him knowledge which will be useful to him That was back then They, did, they still taught you some stuff that would help you get through life and Now it's all political correctness On the other hand it aims at producing citizens Who will be convenient for the state You think it's just there to help your, your children? No, it's, it's convenient for the state and their agenda And to manage you Make sure you're, you're more malleable Amongst those who are not well paid, uh, credulity is more advantageous to the state. Consequently, children in school are taught what they are told and are punished if they express disbelief. In this way, a conditioned reflex is established, leading to a belief in anything said authoritatively by elderly persons of importance. That goes on right through your whole life, by the way. The state does not aim at producing a scientific habit of mind except in a small minority of experts who are well paid and therefore, as a rule, supporters of the status quo. Now, that's a basic uh, run-through of of one man and parts of a couple of his books. You should read all the rest of them too if you want to understand what's happening. Because I say he worked with all the big players in designing the system that you're now living through now, write down... To the big foundations and the think tanks that came up with global warming. And part of what he said too, along with his friend Julian Huxley, UNESCO for United Nations, the ones that give you all the wonderful sexual stuff for the children at five year olds and so on, and who want masturbation in class eventually, and I've read the articles from UNESCO itself, your lovely United Nations. Uh, Part of it too was the dehumanization they, they said they'd have to bring him in to humanity to control him and to get him to believe that he wasn't so special after all, knock him off his pedestal of, the, of being the supreme creature on the planet, according to Huxley. And there were different techniques to do that. A lot of it was um, through entertainment, and a lot of it was also through a debasing society. That's why you ended up with fetuses in jars of urine, In art shows. And the artists get grants from your governments to put them on display. That was part, this is part literally of the dehumanizing process that you've been taught to go through. Here's an article here that ties right in with that. This is June 23rd. And as it says here, animal hybrids or human hybrids spark controversy. National Geographic News. That's going back to 2005, actually, the first uh, article here. Scientists have begun blurring the line between human and and animal by producing chimeras, a hybrid creature that's part human and part animal. It's all through sci-fi movies as well. Uh, Chinese scientists at the Shanghai Second Medical University in 2003 successfully fused human cells with rabbit eggs. The embryos were reportedly the first human animal chimeras successfully created they were allowed to develop for several days in a laboratory dish before the scientists destroyed the embryos to harvest their stem cells now you do, do you believe they've stopped at that do you really believe they have stopped at that do you? of course they have not and there's stacks of articles out now, I read one last week they're from New Zealand where they're also putting human genes in um, goats they've been doing it in pigs for years by the way They even had pigs a few years back uh, that had had human blood circulating in them. So that's part of the dehumanization from fetuses in jars to fetuses everywhere, and so what's just a fetus. Now, fetus basically is a baby. Don't forget, it's a dehumanizing terminology they used to separate an idea or a fact into a vague idea, which is something separate or otherness from you. And they actually teach them in school, getting rid of a fetus is, is no more difficult than getting rid of a wart. So they, they liken it to getting rid of a wart, which is not a pleasant thing. So a fetus is not a pleasant thing, you see. It's all psychology, basic. And whole generations have been brought up like this. So we take it from their dehumanization to the entertainment industry, which is all through it, of course. Now I remember Julian Huxley also said at UNESCO, along with Bertrand Russell, that they would sterilize the public and that they would increase the sexual desire. In other words, uh, multiple partners in promiscuity. The idea that no one would bond for life. If you don't bond, you won't stand up for anybody that you love, right? You'll create hedonism, which is self-love. And that's exactly what they've done. They both said that hedonism would be the order of the day. And people won't stand up for others who are being harmed, so... They're also targeted when it's their turn. Doesn't want to stand up for them. It's beautiful for control purposes. So, so take all this together, and then fetuses in jars, the dehumanisation of the term fetus as well. It's like calling an elderly person who's an elderly person one day at home, and then they get put into into hospital, and they're suddenly a geriatric. You understand dehumanisation? is used all the time for for psychological purposes. The entertainment industry has been so good at increasing uh, the whole idea of massive promiscuity. Now, uh, watching much music or television, music, MTV, it, it's literally simulated sex, if, you know. And the next, see, how far can you go once you're jaded, you understand? When, you, when you're satiated with something, how far can you go to get a thrill? You have to outdo the last person to be a star, And remember, all these characters that you see on Much Music are managed by a whole team of professionals above them. They're little actors at the bottom. But their music's written for them. They're dancing choreographers. Uh, That's all done for them as well, choreography. And there's one that's out right now. uh, They've added the, the mystique of the occult to it because youngsters love the whole idea of the occult. What's interesting about the occult is you see uh, youngsters, regardless of their brainwashing and conditioning, know there's something else there than just all of this. They know it intuitively. As you get older and, and you're you're rammed with taxes and and crashes with with uh, the economy, or you're made unemployed, you you harden to that and you become atheistic, and it's you know, and it's constantly reinforced again through. Continuous media and ongoing education via the media—that's also the process of it and the purpose of media. Ongoing indoctrination or or education. And if you watch these these, uh, sometimes I I get disburned and sent to me of the music TV awards and and different ones. And it's they always have the the female there, surrounded by guys. Generally now they're all the end thing is the the jackbooted thugs as dancers. All around them. So the idea is this one is highly desirable, this woman, surrounded by force, br- brutal force, by the way. So you've got atta- attached into it. You have all the old uh, occultic symbols all around them, blatant in your face with pyramids and all-seeing eyes and stuff. Youngsters fall for that very, very easily, very easily. And one of the characters I put out there is Lady Gaga. Now Queen also talked about Gaga the music group Queen, because it has other occult connotations to it as well. Just like Eric Clapton uh, put out out the song Leila. Leila was the first channeler uh, and sexual uh, witch, you might say, of Aleister Crowley. He called her Leila as a nickname. But anyway, getting back to what I'm saying, uh, Lady Gaga, here's an article here on Gaga. She's done all these things within lodges, Masonic lodges, temples, uh, with very little on, of course, lots of sexual stimulation Doing the, the step beyond Madonna that goes further than just grabbing the crotch and That was a big thing in the time as you gradually get used to it and you accept it It started with Michael Jackson grabbing his crotch And then Madonna was doing the same thing there Anyway, it's gone a lot further than that Because fetuses in, fetuses in jars or urine and so on down to this, and this is where it's going. And I've read articles about this particular character before that does the plasticized corpses. They take them mainly from China, some from Germany, and they hang them on wires and call them art exhibits, you see. Dehumanization to the maximum. Even pregnant women with the children still in the womb are on display, plasticized, preserved, hanging. And they have them on skateboards and doing all sorts of weird things, they're going to get weirder because now the music TV's been told to push further, you see. And it's Lady Gaga's corpse concert. She a corpse concert now. is a step too far. You see, that's called necrophilia, folks. If you don't understand what that is, necrophilia. It's a sexual connotation to do with, with the living and the dead because she's bringing in this perv character uh, that likes to plasticize bodies. That's his hobby. 24th of June, that, by the way, that's generally called, that used to be called, uh, uh, desecration of the dead. That was illegal. As far as I know, it still is, but no one's seeing anything. Because it's art now, you see. When daddy's hung up on wires there, or mummy. Or the baby. Doesn't matter. So, she upsets fans with her blood-soaked stage antics after a British gun massacre. Now US shock star Lady Gaga is said to be considering using real human corpses in an upcoming round of concert shows. The UK newspaper The Sun has reported the 24 year old singer, she's anything a singer, has been in touch with a Polish anatomist Gunther von Hagens, famous for his plastination technique of preserving cadavers, as bodies folks, by injecting them with plastic. His Body Worlds exhibition has toured around the world, and it's amazing that folk actually go to see it. But then, you get the ones who pretend they're sophisticated and intelligent, and no, it doesn't bother me, actually, it's quite, an, it's quite enlightening. It's very educational and all that rubbish, you see. The newspaper claims Gaga, who is currently on tour with her Monster Ball concert series, is keen to have some Body Worlds element in one of her shows. Yeah, I know where it's going to be. I think you do too, don't you? Do you know what kind of poses these characters will be in? And what organs will be showing? It would be good to top this tour, which is already out there with somebody nobody, nobody has done before, using dead bodies as part of a gig. It's just a gig, you see. An unnamed friend of the pop star was quoted as saying, well, that's her PR manager. Because it's PR. This is how they do it. Well, a controversial singer who really is, it's just a step, a step lead from a, um, a strip club. That's all it is. Yeah. Real name Stefani uh, Germanota. That'll be fake too. Has yet to confirm the report uh, through her record company uh, comments made by Von Hagens overnight appear to give it weights. So I guess he said something too. The scientist told MTV he would offer no comments on conversations that have already taken place with a singer or her representatives, but he welcomes the opportunity to work with her. Maybe he'll plasticize her and hang her up there. As somebody who uh, practices the violin every day, I feel that music is vital to our humanity and fundamental to our well-being. The uh, post-mortal plastinated body, on the other hand, is a memento mori, a reminder that we must all die, he said in a statement. So the the PR people just keep going and going. To create a a convergence of both these profound subjects and ideas would be a wonderful challenge. It's really difficult, isn't it, folks? You you, hear this rubbish. To do so with a risk-taking, boundary-pushing artist and artist like Lady Gaga would be a meeting of the minds, and I look forward to it. Von Higgins is no stranger to controversy, himself having risked the threat of arrest and criminal charges in 2002 when he performed the first public autopsy in 170 years in a London theatre in front of audiences. For entertainment, folks. The dissection was later broadcast on British television, drawing scores of complaints. Now that's why it's put out there by British television, folks, because the media has always been used to brainwash you and to alter you and debase you and have you acted out into your own personal lives. Gaga was criticised earlier this month after she covered herself in blood and pretended to be, to be murdered on stage in Manchester the night after British man Derek Bird shot 23 people in a gun rampage across the country's north. She also coped a spray from comic and fellow New Yorker, always from New York, Jerry Seinfeld this week, after uh, flipping the bird and appearing drunk at a series of baseball games. Uh, This woman is a jerk, I hear. Seinfeld said during a radio interview Monday, I can't believe they put her in my box, which I paid for. I don't know what these young people think or how they promote their careers. They're managed. They're managed from the minute they get up in the morning, right through their entire day, with everything they say and do by very professional people and certain professions that have to do with the inner drives and the workings of the mind, exactly as Bernays said. Anything goes, you see. Anything goes. is in jars, a urine, putting some feces there as well. Pay the artist, artist, pay the artist for, for popping it in the jar from the government grant money, because you know every government out there since World War Two created a department of culture. Why would you create a department of culture if you all, all of you collectively are the culture? It's meant to alter you and gradually change you by pushing the envelope step by step to total degradation. That's why it's there. That's why each country, when you signed the UN agreements in '46 set up departments of culture, and they would fund all novelists, they would put politically correct stuff into their books, all uh, all movie makers, uh, all script writers from the movies, and so on. Right down to cartoon makers, funded by your tax money, to brainwash you and degrade you down to what your governments want you to be. Easily managed and degraded simpletons totally dysfunctional and perverted by the way you see once you have a perverted society no one cares what happens to the person down the street or next door and anything can go but it's always directed by those who rule you it's about ruling you easier back with more after these messages Folks, I'm Alan Watt and we're cutting through the matrix. You know, I can remember when I think one of the Surgeon Generals in the U.S. during Clinton's era had to leave because she advocated uh, mutual masturbation in the class for children, which is all part of this ongoing thing all the day, all the way from the Bertrand Russells in the 1920s to the present. I've read articles, too, about how they've pushed it recently again, and it's been taught in schools again, more and more masturbation, masturbation, from UNESCO, from the United Nations, and now it's through the curriculums of all schools. And here you get an article like this a few weeks later, newyorkdailynews.com, and all these articles I've mentioned tonight, I'll put the links up, by the way, cuttingthroughthematrix.com after the show, and you can look them up for yourself. It says, uh, parents furious after students are shown imp- inappropriate sex acts simulated on stuffed animals. They're watching simulated sex on, on, on much music television, for God's sake. Where, is the par- Where have the parents been? They're shocked. I don't think so. You see, the parents were already degraded. That's why the little children watch that stuff. Because every generation has been degraded a little bit more as, as the env- envelope is pushed. And a little bit more, and a little bit more until anything goes. This is the 23rd of June. Too much information in sex ed class. An angry group of Iowa parents expressed their dismay to school officials after a group of students at the Shenandoah High School were shown sex acts simulated on stuffed animals. According to a story in Fox News reported on news.com.au Australia. It was a horribly inappropriate calling Dostal, the mother of a 14-year-old 8th grader in a planned planned parenthood class. That was the Sanger who set up the abortion clinics. who was a Nazi lover and a Soviet lover. She loved the big government taking over the roles of managing all the people's lives. She said that the children were weeds and the best thing a mother could do was kill them, read her own books. I've read them on the air. It says it was horribly inappropriate, Colin Dorsal and so-and-so. It says in Planned Parenthood class, told Fox News Radio, to do that in a mixed-gender classroom, I truly believe it was inappropriate. She told Fox News that the children in the class also had learned how to do exams on women and that the instructor had demonstrated with an anatom- anatomically correct male sex organ how to use a condom and she added some photos that were shown to the students who were pornographic. Parents also were upset that they'd not been notified in advance about the week-long sex education class taught by, and believe this, Jennifer Horner. Horny Horner. Hey, can you can only really believe they make these names up for their jobs. Huh? A planned parenthood bilingual health educator. Issue it's just bilingual, it's by something. About 20 parents showed up at a school board meeting earlier this month, according to SouthwestNews.com. Horner, who said she teaches four to ten classes each month in schools, and she's getting paid for this. Now, it's going to be much worse than plasticized bodies hanging in the wires simulating sex with gaga when these children grow up, believe you me. Because they're preparing them right now for much, much worse. So anyway, Horner, Horny Horner is defending her teaching techniques. Well, my role is to provide information on topics relating to human sexuality, such as sexually transmitted infections, Teaching about contraceptions, we also do healthy relationships. I bet she does. Get her definition of healthy. Reproductive anatomy. Just a, a wide range of topics related to human sexuality, she told the Southwest News, TijuanaNews.com. Can't believe it. Well, I can believe it, because I've read all the books going back years ago before I was born, talking about the whole agenda step-by-step, dehumanization. No bonding, lots of partners though, but you'll all be sterile. No children, children come out of it. That's what you want. Yep. And you all watch that rubbish. From Hamish, myself, from Ontario, Canada. It's good night to me, your God, or your gods. Go with you.